Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. And welcome in everybody fantasy football now. That wasn't much of an intro because I haven't anything to eat. And so I had peanut butter on a spoon. And that was not the perfect time to do the intro. So all of you are out there looking for tips on how to be a good broadcaster. That wasn't it. But it was a, a moment of honesty. Welcome in. I hope all of you uh, did great last week in week number 14. There were a lot of bi-week teams. Maybe Evan Ingram was on your team, and, and you look like a genius. I got a call from one of the guys in my league. It was like, did you see what I did? I'm like, nope, I'm out of it. What would you do? And he goes, I picked up Evan Ingram last minute. He scored 42. I'm like, that's it. That's what fantasy football is all about. It is about maneuvering and about using your drop ad system or your free agent system or whatever it is to your best advantage. And if you got him and got 40, somebody else didn't. So pretty good. Pretty good. How are you, buddy? Doing well. Big league I'm not in anymore. The one I care the most about. That one I'm dead in. Yep. But I'm glad we're not a week 15. No more bye weeks. Playoffs here. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, let's get to it for these guys. I know you have things to do today beyond this greatness. Uh, item number one, the winners. And these are a few topical things. First, I know fantasy players are out like, just give me the ads and the drops. We'll get there. But we have some things to say, especially how the winners last week might have been the Arizona Cardinals. WTF, you're saying to yourself, listen, as far as I'm concerned, it is time to move on from Cliff Kingsbury. That's not a revelation. But it's also time, if you can, to start making calls about Kyler Murray and to lose the rest of your games. It, it is time to let someone else deal with Kyler Murray. Just my opinion. He doesn't act like he wants to play there. Maybe it's all Cliff Kingsbury, and I'm sure that's what they'll do. They will convince themselves, we'll get this little kid over here who's really talented, who only wants to play sometimes, into it. And D-Hop will be here for another year, and he's got another good wide receiver. James Conner's got hard, get a little defense going, and this thing is fine. But I'm telling you, it is time not only to move on from the coach, it's time to move on from the quarterback. And that is a contract that is not impossible. Five years, $230 million, roughly $110 million cap hit if you take it. Don't you think in this league there's someone who's going to say, all right, it's a surgery. He probably isn't even going to play till week five or six. Somebody like, I don't know, Carolina, somebody who thinks that they're on the verge, that they haven't had a quarterback <clears throat> in forever. Does someone make this deal? Am I, am I completely out right. of it, and would you never trade him? I just think there's too much um, involved with uh, the, the contracts. Kingsbury's got an extension. So did you know Murray. They got these big extensions, and so I don't think they're moving on that quickly from it. And if I'm Carolina – I'm saying hell with it. I'm going to wait and just take a quarterback in this draft, pay him the rookie scale, rookie wage, yeah. and build up the team elsewhere as opposed to having this guy come in who might not be as good as his contract, isn't as good as his contract is, and eat up all my cap space. I'll buy that. Who else, though? Uh, New Orleans. Who, um, right. where's, Sean Payton, where's Sean Payton going? Send him wherever Sean Payton's going, right? Although he's probably going somewhere that's already more established. If uh, I'm Sean, I'm saying if I'm 
So I'm paying Chargers job as soon as I can. I'd much rather be with yeah. the Chargers than, than anywhere else. I'm wearing, my Chiefs for, red. Uh, I'm wearing my Chiefs Payton. red here, Holmes. I don't want to hear about Sean Payton with the Chargers. I really don't. That, that is not what I want, but you're probably right. <laughs> of course uh, you don't. Of course. Other winners. Uh, the Bengals are rolling. We've been mentioning this, but there now there are two running backs that are running the ball really good. T. Mm-hmm. Higgins is the only question. We'll I'll let you answer that when we get to the injury report. Uh, but they are so deep, and they are rolling. It seems to be San Francisco in the NFC for me right now. It's rolling, and really Cincinnati in the AFC. Now there's four games left, but KC, Buffalo, and particularly Baltimore need to look out for the Cincinnati Bengals team. And maybe I had the Browns as winners too, and they didn't win. But as I look at this, you paid him. He's here. And Deshaun Watson needs all the reps he can get. So six games for Deshaun Watson before the end of the season, however this turns out. Cleveland fans can say, okay, we're willing to put up with whatever's going on. We got Deshaun, we got Chubb, and we got Miles Garrett, and we got lots of draft picks. So I had those guys as winners. Any any objection to any of that? Yeah. All right. No, I mean, the um, the Bengals are right on the Ravens' heels right now. And the Ravens without yeah. – Lamar Jackson might not come back till Christmas Eve now uh, is when he would play in the uh, in their game there. I think that that might be a game um, against uh, Pittsburgh. I'm mistaken. Maybe that game you're coming back. I think but, that's right. Um, yeah, I, I, think you got, I think you nailed the winners on that one. Yep. All right. Uh, item number two, the losers, the Titans are reeling. Derrick Henry gains 100 yards in the first quarter, only gets 22 the more the rest of the game. There are rumors about the coach now wanting out, and it seems to be coming apart in Tennessee. From a fantasy fan's point of view, Derrick Henry's still going to be toting the football. The backup there, I believe, got hurt as well. So Henry's probably due for 30 touches this weekend. The other team I had is the Giants, and that's mostly health. I, I think the Giants made a nice jump this year. I think uh, Daniel Jones gave them something to think about. Are they are they re-signing Daniel Jones? I still anticipate OBJ ends up in New York with the Giants, uh, but that whole thing is sort of blown up into thin air because o- OBJ isn't willing to play and obviously isn't ready to play and won't be this year. Um, the Eagles smashed the Giants. I, I you know I know that. Um, but that's why I put them on the losers list just for the rest of this year. But I like Dable, and I think the Giants are pointed in the right direction. Has the um, You got me. You're freezing on me. I can hear you, buddy. Hear me now? Okay, gotcha. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Did the OBJ, is that gone? Is there no chance for him going to Dallas anymore? After uh, well, I think uh, what, I, what, what I heard this morning was they had a long call with him and his agents on Monday uh, and tried to find some common ground. Obviously, he's not ready because if he was ready, Buffalo would have signed him, right? If the, if the Cowboys backed up, Buffalo would have signed him. Even Kansas City had an outside interest. No one's offering him a contract, and that's because he's been playing these games. He said late last week, I could probably play some regular season games, but I don't see the point. 
to which I immediately tweeted out, and then the Cowboys won't see the point in signing you because the only reason anybody's willing to pay you this year and probably two more that you want is because you're going to impact uh, teams that think they have a chance to win this year. And obviously that's not the case. So I really think the Giants will probably sign him because Danny needs somebody to throw the ball to. He'd probably be a good influence this late in his career in New York, again, where he's comfortable. They'll welcome him back. Uh, but I do believe here that that is, is dead. And, and the signing of T.Y. Hilton isn't massive, but it is a sign of, okay, we're moving on. We want a little bit more depth. They've been talking, the Cowboys have the T.Y. Hilton most of the year, actually. He took, uh, he started, didn't get a, a job early in the season. From week three through eight or so, he was not interested in signing with anybody. He kept talking to teams, but he was watching his kids play sports. He was enjoying his time. He was sort of resting and healing his body while working out. So uh, I don't, I'm not telling anybody to run out and pick up T.Y., but the reason he's here is because I think the OBJ thing is dead. Yeah, it seems to me that been talking. It's like forever I've heard you linked to the cow, you know, but it never actually happened. It's like they've been doing yeah. this dance for a long time. Yes, I agree with you. How you there um, in T.Y. Hilton. Okay. Uh, item number three, surprises. The Panthers win in Seattle and really look like if they can get a quarterback, which we I, I proposed. How about the little kid from Arizona? You proposed. How about staying where we are and just drafting a young quarterback? You're probably much more spot on. Um, the other surprise, the Buccaneers get smashed in San Francisco. I didn't anticipate them winning, but I did amp anticipate that uh, their offensive line, I guess, just isn't very good, but their defensive line is. Uh, and I didn't anticipate, a, you know, a, a backup yep. quarterback smashing them. I really didn't. Uh, and yet it doesn't matter what the Buccaneers do. They're still going to win the division. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they've got the easiest uh... – uh, easiest road in or playing in that NFC South, they got the opportunity to 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 walk in that division. No matter how they, they could, they're going to be a sub -sell. And uh, but I, I agree with you. I was surprised at how how much the 49ers dominated Tampa in that game, and they got Me too. nothing. They're playing Cincinnati, they get to host the Bengals this week. It, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it'll be more competitive. I'm not expecting a Buccaneers win this week either. Uh, I'm not either. I'm not either. I, you know, and Tom's not playing bad football. He hasn't played bad football that I can see. He's missing some throws, but overall, he's not throwing interceptions. He's just not getting a lot of help. It doesn't seem. I really thought Evans was going to break out last week. I thought there was something coming for them, and really, it, it yeah. seems Godwin's the only guy who gets open, and and the rookie running back's the only sort of plus side there. I'm not recommending them. Let's get to where the fans want to be. Additions. Now, I I started writing, and sometimes I put in iffy guys first just to keep you going. Uh, but tell me who's going to run the ball in New England, right. Kevin Harris or Pierre Strong Jr. And I don't really know who either one of them they are. Pierre Strong Jr. had a long run and a touchdown, five for 75 and a touchdown. But one thing we know, Belichick's going to run the football. And if their two starting running backs are out, who's it going to be? Yeah. Well, I mean, they will run the ball and Belichick's going to do what Belichick does. And that usually means he's going to give us uh, a – a kind of a curveball, no matter what we think. Uh, Damian Harris, he um, missed Monday's game, second state, second row he's missed, and they think he'll bring Stevenson. Look, it didn't look good. He didn't practice or hasn't practiced, yet, I don't think, but there it looks like he probably plays. So I think Damian Harris is probably the answer. It's a, you know, Patriots face a bunch of must win games coming up. They want to get to the playoffs. And so I think they'll give a, a lion's share of the carries to Harris. Okay, because I saw Kevin Harris uh, get some carries, and I'm like, I don't even know who the hell that is. 
Uh, but anyway, those are the two guys for fantasy players who <laughs> yeah. ended up ended up playing. So monitor it. Again, this is probably the first week of your playoffs. It might be the last week of your regular season. If that's the case, you may need one of these two right. guys. But you, you said it too. Belichick will throw us a curveball, and they might throw 50 times. The one thing that occurred to me last week in watching Mac Jones yeah. is I'm ready to I'm ready to say Mac Jones is the right guy for Belichick. You see how absolutely on everyone and everything he is, right? I, I do. I, I think he is so on everyone needing to be exact with what they're doing. He reminds me of young Tom, right? He reminds me of old Tom, who's looking at people, who's eyeballing the shit out of people saying, you cut that route short, you didn't do this, you were too late with this. It just seems to me Mac Jones is the right guy for Belichick. Right. And we'll see how good he is. And maybe we'll see in five more years, the Belichick right. effect is one or the other, right? Was it Tom or was it Belichick? I don't know. It just occurred to me the other day. Right, like, yeah. I watch this guy it, it, and I, I watch I watch his personality. And I'm like, he's the right guy. Mac Jones is the right guy for that coach. Yeah. Hmm. I God, I have a hard time. And I don't know if I, I can't think it's past Belichick by. You can't say it about Bill Belichick, but I just he was so he and Brady are both so fortunate to find each other. And I just wonder if that's the only that I I, I don't see Jones being that much like Brady. I think he's a good game manager. I don't know if he'll be uh, at that level or close to that yeah, level. You I, know what I mean, I wasn't necessarily uh, saying. I wasn't necessarily saying that. I I yeah. was really just saying. I think for that coach, he's he he he's just he's displaying the characteristics that that coach expects. Right, that he right. has an intimate understanding of the playbook. No, don't turn the ball over. You know, know what the right audibles are and how to move people around and and expect an yeah. exactness from the rest of the people around you and lead. And I think he's doing all those things. Yeah. Uh, other ads, sorry, we got off on a tangent. Other ads, Nelson Aguilar of the Patriots, if we're right, and the and the script gets flipped, Aguilar got 10 targets last week, has 13 in the last couple of games. And we all know we've been teased by Nelson Aguilar on different teams forever. When he runs really good routes deep, he can get deep, he can make big right. plays, and he can do something for your team. And he's not the only one on this list, so is the next guy. So you all right with Aguilar as a I-need-a-wide-receiver guy? If you're that desperate, yeah, it, it, it is getting to that point where you've got to start playing in some situation with the injuries you've had. We'll talk about the injuries in a little bit, but sometimes you've got to make that kind of call and, and for the high upside guy, and he's certainly the high upside guy. Uh, and so is, in some circles, Robbie Anderson, one of the more hated wide receivers in my lifetime because you get 30 out of him when you don't put him in and you get a lot of zeros, ones, and twos when you do. He hasn't done a damn thing in Arizona, but right. Colt McCoy is in, and Colt McCoy doesn't care who he throws to. I'm getting to where I absolutely love Colt McCoy. I really do. I love Colt McCoy. Robbie Anderson got How five targets. Colt, I don't, you know what? I, 29, 30? God, I, not that old. God, it feels like he's been in years. I know I he hasn't been, but it feels like he's been in the league for 15 years. I'll tell you, everything uh, that I hear from the different teams that he's been on to is this guy is diligent, is a leader, is a hard ass, ain't afraid for a minute. Uh, and I don't know that he's a starting really good quarterback in the NFL, but I do know his attitude is is phenomenal. I'm a Colt McCoy fan. Yeah, I, I like any of these guys who hang around for a while, you know, and just kind of and uh, and get their shots and do well. Anybody who's a backup for a while, maybe flamed out as a starter somewhere. I, I root for those guys also. Colt McCoy, I'm looking it up right here. This is not great television and or podcasting, but I'm doing it. Colt McCoy, born in 09, right? Uh, 86, 09. No, born in 05. 
Born in 05. How old does that make him? Well, that ain't right. No, he's not born in 05. That could be right. He'd be 17 years old. Right. He's He was born in 86. Now, how old does that make him? 30 86. So he's two. Make him 36. 86 and make him 36. Oh, that's right. All right. 14 years well, to 2000, no, 22. He, he yeah. sure looks young, though. I'm sticking with that. He sure looks young. He does look Yeah. Uh, other ads, uh, probably time for Jamison Williams. Uh, I told the story that I added him two weeks ago because I thought, you know, that one play is coming and we needed something. We need a big hit, bonus points in my league and nothing. And then the next week, two targets, one for 41 on a touchdown, and the big play came. And I got a feeling his, his total plays aren't going to go up a lot for the Lions, but the Lions are rolling. They are rolling. And if you're in need, Jamison Williams is a big play instant offense guy. So let's say 20 plays and five targets, and you got a chance that on five targets he makes something happen next week. Lions are rolling. They are. Golf looks like he's guy who wants to hold on to this job long term and discourage Detroit from drafting a quarterback with one of their uh, two with high draft pick they had in the Rams. It'll be a top five pick probably if it's all said and done. Um, yep. It's uh, Jameson Williams to me, he's a decent daily and daily fantasy as far as season long. It's just a, just he only had the two targets last week, right? Two targets, the one touchdown. It was a great play, but he certainly is somebody who I would have picked up and stashed like you did a couple weeks ago. And I recommended yeah. that also to people that asked me. I thought he'd be a good one to stash. Um, it's this offense keeps getting better as the season's going on, it seems like. Yeah, and the defense too, which is helping the offense. Quez Watkins, I met, mentioned the last couple of weeks, Philly is rolling. Uh, and he had five targets last week. I think he had four catches for 20 yards. So you're like, what the hell are you talking about? But the bottom line is they're playing so well that five targets is enough for Quez Watkins to make something happen. He's consistently getting five or six targets. Sure. It, it could be him, not him instead of A.J. Brown, but it could be him instead of somebody else. Uh, I'm still telling you, follow the good offense and the hot quarterback. Absolutely do that. Yeah. And plus, when you get in a situation now where their um, teams are keen on A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, and so that, like we talked about, the guy behind the guy behind the guy sometimes is a good guy to have. Isaiah Hodgins, H-O-D-G-I-N-S, is a wide receiver for the Giants that I knew very little about. Played a pretty big role last week in getting smashed against Philadelphia. And I called some people and they were like, listen, Dable had him in Buffalo. So he knows him and he really likes his football makeup. Big old tall, lanky, white guy that looks like he runs good routes and was really an integral part of what they did. If I'm Dable, uh, you know, you're trying to make the playoffs because the season started so well. They ain't going to make the playoffs, I don't think. Um, so I keep Hodgins in and I keep Danny throwing to Hodgins. You need more good news of the, on the wide receiver front. Isaiah Hodgins, wide receiver. I agree with that one too. I think that that's a good one to add because um, the the volume's got to be there. You know, it's going to happen for him. So I think yeah, I like him a lot too. Uh, Dalton, not another ad at Buffalo. Go ahead. What? The tight end for Buffalo. I was going to say I've got a wide receiver to think about. Also, is Tutu Atwell for the Rams Uh, with Baker Mayfield there throwing to him, and they're still trying to find a guy for him to. Um, to hook up with. Looks like Atwell's got a chance to put up some big numbers this week for Baker Mayfield. Uh, they play Monday night against the Packers. And we talked about Tutu uh, averaging basically 32 yards a catch. Amazing. Yeah, that's pretty good. I number. love it. I, I jumped on it too. I love it. 
Uh, Dalton Knox of Buffalo. The one thing I've noticed about Dalton Knox and Josh Allen is when they get rolling in the last couple of years, they tend to roll kind of week after week or a couple of two or three weeks in a row. Dalton Knox finally woke up, uh, had a big game uh, in a in a windy on a windy day in Buffalo. Those two, if you don't know, if people don't know, were roommates uh, in college. Is that right? Isn't that right? Knox. I didn't know Knox that. And, yeah. Yeah, I believe that's right. I believe they were roommates in college. Um, and so they're okay. they're tied. They, they, they have that relationship. Uh, the other one I wrote down, on, I'll tell you, this one maybe should have been towards the top. Brock Purdy, you don't know, because I didn't know either, but played at Iowa State and barely got recruited until the last minute. Then Alabama and some other teams were in on him, but he went ahead and stuck with Iowa State. But he can move a little bit with his legs. He can throw a little bit. And all the reading that I've done says just this is just one of those guys. Now, maybe it's, you know, uh, Heineke in, in Washington. Maybe he's that guy. You know, maybe he's Colt McCoy. Uh, sure. That guy is a loose, def loose definition. But if Debo's still upright, which he may not be, they can go a lot of 12 personnel if they need to. They got Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey plays a little bit more. Kittle plays a little bit more. And I don't hate having to put Brock Purdy in if I'm in trouble this week. It's funny, going back to Dawson Knox, Knox is undervalued for a lot of this phase. He hasn't put up big numbers. Once they get rolling, that build, that the Allen and uh, and Schultz, the combination there really works out. And um, as far as Purdy goes, with all the weapons you've got there, that's huge. You know, if you get a quarterback like this late in the season, if you lost Tyler Murray, someone like that, that might be an option for you if you're, if you're looking for someone for, for this week specifically. He can run a little bit too, right? Now, he had a touchdown that was just a, a dive or something in the game. But from what I understand, he's got pretty darn decent speed, which is something Garoppolo doesn't, adds a little something to that team. It'll just be, you know, can he continue to read defenses correctly? Can they continue to make it simple for him and keep it close to the line of scrimmage? Uh, I wrote Chubba Hubbard down as well. Carolina wants to run essentially on every play, a la Atlanta. He looked really fresh-legged last week. So uh, we told you all about De Deontay Foreman, who's been very good for you. But they're running a lot. Chubba Hubbard looked like, you know, these those were his fifth and sixth carries of the year. Just looked really spry, which I rarely think of him. So I don't hate him if you're desperate for a running back either. Yeah, neither do I. I think that uh, they're going to run both of those guys. They're going to run – you're right, they're going to run the ball a lot. What are you going to have Darnold throw the ball? You don't want that. Nothing good no. can come of that. Uh, so they're, they're going to try to run the ball and keep the offense on the field. Tight end Evan Ingram won a lot of people some games last week in Jacksonville frustrated a whole bunch of us in New York because we could see the talent, we could see the hands, and he just never could stay on the field. But uh, somebody in my league, as I started off the show, called me and said, guess what I did? I picked up Evan Ingram. He got 42, and we won by six. Now, that's GMing your fantasy football team right there. That's luck is what that is. And, and <laughs> that's the part. I hate losing games like that. When someone just picks up that and just takes a chance on it. Uh, that's but what he kudos, said to me. but that's still, it pisses me off. That's what Joe said to me. He's like, that guy had to have been pissed. <laughs> I don't hate Chubba. That's someone chiming in uh, about Chubba Hubbard yeah. against the poor Steelers defense. I, I, I think they're going to run the ball 40 times if they can. And the Steelers might try to do the same thing. Well, so we'll see who can do it. But yeah, I'm on Chubba this week for, for a fair amount of what's left in my of my money, no doubt about it. Ingram in Jacksonville can't be available, but if he is, he's going to cost you a pretty penny. Uh, they're awake throwing the football. They're going to try and throw it uh, against the uh, Cowboys this weekend. Titans tight end. We told you about this last week. 
He couldn't even say the name, and I threw him out. Chigo Aquanco, the tight end for Tennessee, came up with six catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. You're welcome, America. And if you don't know, that team is railing. But that quarterback throws the ball about 12 yards past the line of scrimmage in the middle of the football field. It's the best thing he does. Tight end, again, Chigo Aquanco. Look, the fact that you nailed that on, that is – Kudos to you, my friend, because not many people, I think, would have uh, come up. We we helped him with two big things last week. The other one was the Kansas City third down back having a big game. Uh, he ended up with over 100 yards catching, right? I mean, I, we, we nailed that game. That was going to be hard to run against that team in Denver, but they'll be able to pass. And, and, boy, he had a monster game. So hopefully some people listen to us there. My last ad that I had is Ben uh, Slow, Slowernick. Uh, you know, say it. Say it for me, please. Say it. Someone say it. Uh, the Rams wide receiver uh, from Baker got a lot of throws. Yeah. Scourney, uh, Baker looked it looked good, you know, for the most part in that game. I think it's Scourney is how it is, yeah. But, Scourney, yeah. Um, and I, you know what? When I look, watch the Rams, besides Cooper getting Cooper, sort of I mean, sick of – go ahead. No, go ahead. When I watch the Rams, sort of, other than sort of getting sick at my stomach, I notice almost all year that Scourney makes three catches a game, right? He runs these routes. He's open, right, because he's not the one they're covering. And looks pretty impressive to me. So I I, I noticed him. Uh, item number, anybody else you want to add that I missed? No, I was going to say with, with that Rams offense too, like I with Baker Mayfield, if you're in a dynasty league and he's out there, you may want to grab him just for that. See what happens next. See if he somehow, um, you know, because we're never sure about Stafford. Stafford's had some concussion issues, injury issues. He's 30, he'll be 35 next year. Got his Super Bowl mm-hmm. ring. You know, is there a chance that Stafford will scale back or maybe even, you know, walk away from the game at some point here soon? And Mayfield could be a sneaky guy. I'm not saying get him and throw in your starting lineup. I'm just saying if you're in a dynasty league, this is the kind of stuff you would pick up right now to get ready for next year in the future. Agreed. Uh, agreed. Uh, I, and there are quiet rumors here in Dallas because this is where he's from and, and he has a home here that Stafford is thinking about retiring. Um, it's a long, long career. Got sure. his ring. I'm with you. Uh, item number six, I'll need some help here, but guys that people should start this week. Uh, so we told you who to add. There's not that much different necessarily between adding them and starting them. I wrote down Adam Thielen. I think the Vikings are going to look to bounce back strong here. The Colts defense isn't bad, but if I'm the Colts, I'm doubling Jefferson. There've been some of those games. Uh, the Vikings at home, Thielen hasn't been bad. He hasn't been the Thielen from three years ago, but he hasn't been bad. I have a feeling on Adam Thielen this week at home. Yeah, I think that Thielen's he's doing. He, he always has been a red zone favorite for Kirk Cousins. It just hasn't materialized as much this year, or the volume has either. Mainly because Justin Jefferson's doing like he did the past week, catching for two hundred twenty-three yards on ten catches, is whatever yeah. it was. Uh, so Jefferson's taking the bulk of that. And you're right, the Colts are going to have to key on Jefferson, uh, which is why you know I think that Thielen and Dalvin Cook both have really good chances to score this week. Uh, I also wrote Christian Kirk down, who has been paid like and has a good portion of the year, been a very good number one acquisition at a high price for Jacksonville. Been a little quiet last three or four games. A lot of games where I look at halftime, he doesn't have a catch, and I think he must be hurt. And then he gets five catches in the second half for 60 yards, and your your floor is not that bad. It's time. And I think with Jacksonville coming here, I think as good as Zay Jones has been and as fast as he is, it's digs on Zay Jones this week. 
And the other thing is, don't forget, Christian Kirk played at Texas A&M. There'll probably be 50 or 100 right. people in the stands rooting for Christian Kirk to have a big game. All of those things are those good sports story things that happen. I don't think Jacksonville's going to win, uh, but they're throwing the ball a lot. And I look for Christian Kirk to break out in what is a home game in AT&T Stadium. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You see how it plays out because um, I, I've been a big Zay Jones guy. I keep waiting for bust out and have these big weeks. It's been very inconsistent this year. But yeah. I think both those guys, both Kirk and Zay Jones, can both have decent weeks this week. Then I wrote Colt McCoy down. Won't surprise anybody if you've stayed with us for the show. I'm a Colt McCoy fan against the Broncos on the road. Very hard to run. Broncos defense is pretty good. But I'm telling you, I, I get this feeling the Denver thing is demoralizing and demoralizing. And now Russ, who finally was playing a good game, uh, the Chiefs gave him that right. opportunity, but he was playing a good game, is now out. Um, so uh, I, I just have a feeling the Broncos are ready to be had. And the Colt McCoy doesn't care what the narrative is around that team. He goes out and plays, and he's got weapons there. If you needed him, I guess is what I'm saying, I wouldn't hesitate to start Colt McCoy this week. Um, a guy I think it's a Joshua Palmer. The, the Chargers are going to have a lot of success against Tennessee. And I know Mike Williams keen out in a big game last week, but we never know how how many quarters each one of the guys are going to play. I know he's the third option. I think he's a sneaky play this week also. Good. Like that one. What else you got? Um, let me go to my list. The other one I was looking at um, for the Saints, I think that Chris Olave this week has a bounce back. I know he's been very – he and Dalton have not matched up the way we thought they would. Uh, it's, yeah. been, it's been inconsistent with that. But I think this week with their matchup with Atlanta, I think Olave has a chance for a pretty big game there. Um, yeah. And also, I'm still riding the that. Christian Watson. Go ahead. I'm with you. I love the Olave bounce back because if you watch him, wonderful route runner and really looks like he's already a veteran. There's something to him about yeah. finding the spots in the zone, getting open. And the other thing about Dalton is, good or bad, up or down as Andy Dalton can be, he don't give two shits. He will not be afraid. He will right. wing it. Uh, and I do. I'm with yep. you. I love that game at home. It's time for the Saints to have a good game. I'm with you. Who was who was next for you? Uh, Another receiver, Christian Watts. I'm still riding that train as well as Green Bay. I think that uh, he's gonna he's got a great chance to get in the end zone every time he touches the ball. He's got a chance to score. I like that a lot about Christian Watson and that Green Bay yep. offense. I know it's gonna be bitter cold. It looks like on Monday night. It could be like 10 degrees. Nonetheless, I still like Christian Watson. Isn't Christian Watson? If we had a fantasy draft for next year, right now. And let's assume that Aaron's going to play, that that the Ayahuasca works better next year than it did this year. Isn't Christian Watson one of those guys right. that you would hope that you could draft in round six or seven next year and you might just have gold? Oh, yeah. Me too. No doubt. No doubt about it. Yep. Absolutely would be. Yep. Me too. Uh, Raiders came back down to earth. I, I want to say someone from the Patriots because they're playing the Raiders and you can score lots of points. I just can't decide who. So maybe I stay with Nelson Aguilar, who's got 13 touches or 13 uh, targets in the last three weeks and just say the Raiders give it up. Nice indoor stadium for Buffalo. Max, I, I, I don't know why, what it is about me, but I'm on Mac, not necessarily as a star. I just think all of a sudden he looks like really the right guy for that coach. Could be, could be. And keep an eye on the injury situation with the running backs, too, because if you have to roll the dice and pick up one of the Harris boys, be ready for that. Okay. All right. Um, sit them. Uh, these are the guys to sit. I, I wrote down a couple, and this one's going to hit people wrong, and you're probably not going to have this option. But Tua Tungavailoa is going to Buffalo. He hasn't been very good literally two out of the last three weeks. The wind is going to blow about 45 in Buffalo. It's going to be cold as hell. 
and these wonderfully timed layered touch passes that he continues to throw just over the top of the corners are going to be a hell of a lot tougher in the wind in Buffalo. So you probably can't do it, but I'm saying if you have a separate option, I, I don't think Tua is going to have a good game in Buffalo. I, they're going to sit on those short routes, right? Those little crossing routes that that, that Tyreek and bless. I, I mean, Tyreek left with an ankle issue in that game as well. So Tyreek and Waddle, if they play, are going to run these little dinky short crossing routes right in front of Tua to make it easy for him in the wind. And Buffalo is plenty good enough to play two deep safeties and to cut off those short routes and take some chances. You know, Brady, if you uh, the the report was out there that when they were out and playing in LA on Sunday, it was fifty five degrees, and the the Dolphins actually had propane heaters on their sidelines. It was fifty five degrees out outside. Now Buffalo, what do you think is going to happen there when they're in the cold and potential snow of Buffalo? That's going to rattle that team. Now all of a sudden they can't run the ball anymore either, and Tua looks out of time. As good right. as Tua looked, he was an MVP candidate through Week Eight. I mean, he really was, and he yeah. looks like a different he guy. Was. Uh, I mean, Waddle's kind of fallen off the map as well. And Tyreek twisted that ankle good. Didn't play in the last, you know, maybe six or seven minutes of that game either. So uh, that, that would just, I know you probably can't, but if you have an option, I'm leery of two of this week. The other one, uh, Daniel Jones. I, I'm a Daniel Jones fan. He's made great progress. I hope he gets paid. I hope he stays in New York. I like the young man. But they're going to Washington against a red-hot front seven, if you will, Without much wide wide receiver support, it's going to be cold. I, I just don't – I hate to have to play Daniel Jones this week uh, at Washington. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one for him. I think Washington matches up really well with the Giants, and I think the Giants have a hard time moving the ball. Washington's defense seems to be coming together, at least I think they are. So um, I think that's a good matchup for Washington as well and bad for Daniel Jones. And, uh, hell, maybe bad for Saquon Barkley. Not that you can sit him. You've got to play him. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right, that's what I got. Injury updates are what I need from you. I know you're on this, uh, and this is something big that everybody needs. Uh, well, before we go to that, Trey asked, Denver defense versus Arizona or Green Bay defense against the Rams? Hmm. What do you think? I'll let you start. Uh, I, I'm going to take Denver. As much as you love Colt McCoy, and we just aged him by 10 years by looking up the age on him, but um, I, I, I think that I like that matchup better than the uh, the Green Bay against the Rams. Not that maybe feel some great like him better than McCoy and I think that um I think that the Rams have more success Packers at home I'm gonna look this up while I try and give him my favorite answer are the Packers Monday night heaven forbid yeah it's a Monday night at home yeah and it's gonna be Monday night at home all right I'm gonna tell you Trey I, I would put the Packers in I think the Packers at home in front of their fans will step up against a bad Rams team and probably play a really good defensive game uh, so we're split on that one. Uh, let's see what else. Chubb Black Hubbard. Okay. Sweet Trey, he was right. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, who Injury updates for him. Okay. Yeah, Damian Pierce. It looks like a high ankle sprain for him. He could miss three games. You know, a rookie guy on a team that's not really playing for anything, I wouldn't be surprised to just shut him down. and said, the hell with it. Let's work for next year. You know, we're going to have a new quarterback in here. Uh, hell, maybe new coach next year. So it would not surprise you if he sits down. Obviously, you know about Lamar Jackson. Um, he, not expected back this eve. Um, so keep an eye on it, but that's the way it's trending right now. Uh, no new news of his concussion. Also, Kenny Pickett concussion for the Steelers. I, I'm thinking neither one of those guys will play just because teams are going to take it, take it easy with them, be cautious. 
The Broncos have a lot of money wrapped up in Russell Wilson. The Steelers have the future wrapped up in Kenny Pickett. No reason they throw Trubisky out there and uh, Mason Rudolph if they want to do that. So um, as far as other injuries go, I'm trying to think of the one that I'm missing. I know there's one I'm missing. I got it my here. Um, what is – you may have said it because we are on a little bit of a delay. Is T. Higgins also – was that concussion as well or was that something else? Oh, T. Higgins. I think that was something else with Higgins, but I think it was a, a, a hand injury also. But I, I think that Higgins, though, they're not giving an update on him. But uh, we'll talk about this stuff always on Thursdays. Usually we get more news on it then. So keep an eye on all that because you don't want to catch a zero in your lineup. Dallas Goddard back practicing. I told you to pick him up a couple weeks ago um, and yeah. stash him away when he was on IR. Looks like he not convinced, not, um, not completely sure. Looks like he'll probably play this week. Darren Waller's no one to watch because he is also eligible to come off IR, and we'll see if he gets a shot to play this week. As well. Well, if you're de- if you're desperate for a tight end, you could do worse than Goddard or Darren Waller. Pay attention. This is not injury related, but uh, Jerry Judy uh, pitched a major fit in the middle of the Chiefs game, uh, bumped right. on purpose into an official. Certainly should have been ejected from the game. It would not surprise me if there is a backdoor suspension for Jerry Judy this week. So he came up big in the game for you as as owners. He got lucky to stay in the game, but be be aware that to monitor Jerry Judy, a potential suspension coming there for the Denver wide receiver as well. Good call. All right. Um, other recommendations? Anything else you got? I want these guys to do well. Really do. I'm keep I'm an eye on the weather. Yep. Well, that's a good point. And, and, and because guys now can throw the passes in the weather. It's not as big of a deal. It used to be a huge deal. The passing game was completely shut down in bad weather. But just keep an eye on it. Pay attention to the winds. The Tua thing by you was a great observation. They could struggle because of that wind out there in Buffalo and the way he passes the ball and the fact he can't run the ball. And Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. both have been struggling lately. Yeah. But no get doubt. the injury updates. Always look on Sunday. And I like that too. Remember, weather can affect quarterbacks, can affect offenses, kickers, and then can also swing on on yeah. behalf of defenses. Defenses, you get, you know, if a bunch of snow ends up in Denver this weekend, it could be a really low scoring game. You could have balls squirting out. You could have turnovers. So weather plays a factor, not just with your players, but also with defenses and kickers as well. And you get down to this point, man, you hate to get, you know, one or two out of kicker or defense. All of a sudden teams are passing on kickers, kicking 45 yeah. yard field goals because it's snowy and it's, Find yourself some indoor kickers, even if you don't know their name, right? Look at a game and get yourself six. Get your six out of your kickers. Get your five out of your defense and don't totally hamstring yourself. All right. Very good stuff, man. You done with you. kids? Like, are you in any leagues right now? Where, are you in any, sorry, are you in any leagues where you don't do kickers anymore? No, not yet, but it wouldn't bother me a bit. Uh, I wouldn't mind at all replacing – we haven't really done defensive players. I wouldn't remind – um, right. putting a, a couple of defensive players in uh, and expanding you know, the knowledge base that you have to have. Yep. What happens is people begin to get afraid of that because a lot of people have been playing fantasy forever who are saying, it's all I can do to keep up with you guys and all these damn running backs and replacements and wide receivers, and now i got to learn the best linebackers or the team, you know, and, and what's the value of a sack versus, a, versus just a tackle, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I haven't really found any leagues that were into sure. that yet. We've, we've talked about keeper as well, um, and we've got a couple of keepers, but we've talked about going into something deep where you keep maybe six keepers. And then the, the love of that for me is you own your team year-round. So you're on the phone, and you can make trades year-round 
Uh, and so that's why keeper leagues in both baseball and football turn me on because they're my damn team all year. And I like that. So I recommend it. If you've got the time, sit your ass down and write some rules out in the off season and, and try and come up with what a, a keeper league or a keeper team, a, dy- a dynasty, right? Is that, isn't that what they call it? What that would look like for your guys. Well, if you have the right yeah. guy. Yeah, dynasty's full keeper league usually, and you do a college yeah. draft in every year, like with the NFL. But yeah, those are all yeah. you're right. Cool Good stuff, stuff, my man. All right, buddy. Happy holidays to you. Uh, if you've already put something in the mail to me, that's great. You know, I like red uh, because of my Chiefs, and uh, I don't wear hats anymore <laughs> because I'm 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 sort of losing some of my hair on top, so no hats. But uh, I love you, Tito. Thank you very much, Jeff Tito at Fit Happens. I'm Brady Tinker at DFW Sports Beat here, based out of Dallas. Uh, Also, check out my Cowboys show if you love or hate the Cowboys. It's called Off with the Helmets, and we shoot it Wednesdays and then Fridays, uh, and you'll find it all part of DSP Media and the Fanstream litany of of, uh, great work that's here at Fanstream, so we're happy to be with them as well. Jeff, have a great week. I will talk to you next week. Thanks, brother. We'll see you. Okay.